Marriage on a Tightrope supports couples in strengthening their mixed-faith marriage. Visit tightropemarriage.org to make a recurring donation and learn more about the mixed-faith community. Hello and welcome to another episode of Marriage on a Tightrope. I'm Alan and I'm alone today, which is ultra sad because today is Valentine's Day. But here's the thing. Don't stress. Katie and I are doing great. But I have to let you know, time got away from us. It's like four o'clock on on Valentine's and we weren't able to put together our, our episode. Katie's out running around with the kids. So I'm putting out something real quickly so that you have something to listen to. And then Katie and I will get to uh, another episode with the two of us as quickly as we can. And we have another few episodes, interviews rather, uh, lined up, which we're really excited about. So a few announcements before we get started. We finally got around to creating a Facebook group. So go onto Facebook and you can search for Marriage on a Tightrope podcast and request to join the group. It's a closed group. So if you join it, nobody can see who is in that group unless uh, you are a member of it. So uh, it's safe for both. And mostly, I know a lot of people listening to this are already in a lot of groups that are very active when it comes to uh, comments and threads and discussions. Uh, that group, absolutely, you can you can create your own, your own thread within the group and and um, ask questions to other listeners, ask questions to me and Katie, primarily for those that are in other groups. This this group is going to be just ways that we can communicate with you, run ideas by you, ask for advice on uh, different topics you'd like to hear, upcoming uh, episodes, announcements of new episodes, those types of things. So please go and go ahead and join our Facebook group. Um, additionally, there are just a couple of days left until the Brody Awards, uh, are, that, that poll is closed in Marriage on a Tightrope, if you didn't hear our last episode, is nominated for Best New Podcast. We'd love for your support. If you'd like to go to MainStreetPlaza.com and vote for Marriage on a Tightrope, that would be super duper. Tell all your friends and family unless that's an uncomfortable conversation to have with them, in which case your vote will suffice. And if that isn't even where you're at, you know, just a digital high five. Just give your speakers a high five right now, and we'll, we'll take that too. Uh, this episode that I wanted to do real briefly is a peek into one of the emails that we've received from, from a listener just a couple of days ago. I think this is interesting uh, because for those that have shifted beliefs, you'll likely be able to relate with her. And for those that are fully believing it, it'll, it'll give you an, an insight into how to non-believers may interact with each other or email back and forth. Some of the questions that, that may come up when the non-believing spouse is, is talking with another non-believing spouse, trying to figure out some, some things. So I'm going to read her email here. I'm skipping one paragraph, which kind of identifies her a little bit too much. Uh, so we, we don't um, out her to anybody that may be listening. And I will go from there and then I'll read my response as well. So here's her email. Hi, Alan. I've listened to your podcast since you released the first episode last year. I really appreciate what you and Katie are doing and hearing your story has been a huge help to me. I'm sure you receive a lot of emails, but if you have time, I'd love to get your perspective on something I've been thinking about lately as I've listened to your recent episodes. I've been following blogs, reading history books, listening to podcasts, etc. for a few years now, and I haven't reached out to anyone or commented before, so this is new to me. Then she gives her background a little bit, which I'm skipping. Once I got married, I decided to find answers to some of my questions. At that point, I imagined myself getting to a place where I would know all of the sticky history and doctrinal questions, but would have well thought out and researched answers that would promote increased faith in the church. I would be the person to answer difficult questions 
and support other people who were struggling. Recalling that thought pattern seems funny now. Anyway, of course, my story isn't unique, and I'm sure you've heard variations of it a hundred times. It's been about three years, and my research has led me down to so many different rabbit holes that now I don't think I believe any of the church's truth claims. For a time, I wasn't sure if I even believed in God and had somewhat of an existential crisis. On bad days, I sometimes still feel that way. The LDS church doesn't seem much different to me than any other church trying to do its best to help people find purpose, meaning, and draw closer to God. I wouldn't mind staying somewhat involved with the church since I'm immersed in the culture and it's probably just a good place as and it's probably just as good a place as any to try to become more Christ-like, but I'm having a hard time with garments, the temple, and tithing. I'm a pretty private person and if I didn't have a temple recommend, I'd eventually have to out myself to my entire family and in-laws who are very orthodox black and white thinkers. Sometimes I feel such relief when I think about only doing things that I actually believe in and care about, but then at other times I feel so much fear and shame that I just go back to doing what I'm supposed to do. Also, I have a hard time trusting my own judgment, probably from years of being taught that the men in authority over me already had all the right answers. I get worried about making the wrong decision or interpreting what I have learned incorrectly. The stakes feel so high. My question for you is, how did you eventually feel confident in your decision to separate yourself from the church? You seem to be at peace with where you're at, and I would love to feel that too. I'm tired of being stuck between two ways of thinking, and I don't think I'll ever be able to go back to believing how I used to. How did you move forward? Did you experience the same types of self-doubt? I apologize this is, that this ended up being longer than I thought it would. I appreciate your time and any thoughts or insights you might have. Sincerely, a name I won't repeat right now. That is the email. I'll just read my response now. Thanks so much for reaching out. Even though your story may share many similarities to my story or that of hundreds of others, it is yours. Something that has been so helpful is giving myself the right to define what is best for me. I'm pretty vocal, even outside this podcast, and I've had many post-Mormons say that I have to stop going to church, that if I continue attending, I'm telling those around me, including my kids, that I agree with the church. Nah, I can decide if I want to attend church. Many weeks, I don't want to be there, so I don't go. Embracing the fact that I am the one who has authority over my life has made it so much easier to make my own decisions. When I stopped wearing garments, I knew it was best for me. It was really hard for Katie, especially since I didn't communicate to her that I was going to stop wearing them. When I didn't go into the temple for my nephew's wedding, it was hard for Katie and for my mom. When I stopped paying tithing, it was tough for Katie and I got a lecture from a few family members. But you know what? I felt great about those decisions in spite of the reactions of those around me. I could do what was best for me and reserve the right to change my approach in the future. Look at the huge amount of effort you've poured into this last three years. Let's say that God is real, and the Mormon church really is his church. Let's say tomorrow you get hit by a bus. I'm sorry, in this example, you have to die. You go up to the spirit world and you have a little chat with God. What would God say about the last three years of your life? Well, I know that I made it really tough to figure out what was true and what wasn't. You may even think that I purposefully made my true church nearly impossible for you to believe, what with the contradictions, messy teachings on race, gender, polygamy, whatnot. But it turns out it was all true. Sorry, you, you tried really hard there for a few years, but the mind that I gave you to reason these things was wrong. 
the prayers you sent my way weren't quite real intenty enough for me to give you the answer. Now, it's off to the Telestial Kingdom with you, and you'll never see your family again. I'm sorry, but I got a little carried away there. There's just no way. I don't see God saying that. I see God saying, my wonderful daughter, you dared to care. You cared enough to question everything. For goodness sake, you spent hours every day for years thinking about what was true. Was it for me and what was best for you? That's what this mortal test was all about. And you nailed it. Now get over here. I'll tell you a few places you didn't get it quite right. I'll clue you in, but give me a big old hug first. I'm proud of you. Personally, I, I agree with you on God. I'm not sure if he, she, it exists. If he does, I don't believe he'll judge us for doing our best with the information we've been given. The cards are stacked against us to figure out what the actual truth is. With that being said, I can't unsee and unlearn what I have about the church. From my position and in my opinion, the church is demonstrably false. It's helpful for many people, can help people become better people. It works for many people, but true? No, it just isn't. When that sunk in, moving forward wasn't a matter of me being right or wrong. It became a matter of not destroying relationships with how I moved forward. Do I resign my membership? Do I try alcohol? Do I stop attending forever? If it was me in a vacuum, I would say yes to all of that. If any of those were itching at me to the point where it was harming my mental health, I would talk to Katie about it and explain that I needed to make a change. The flight I'm on is about to land, so I better send this before the Wi-Fi cuts out. Sadly, what's best for you will be difficult for your family to understand. They will disagree with you. They may say harmful things, but their hurtful reaction will be a reflection of them, not of you. This is your journey. You can own it, and you can go at your own pace. Please, let's meet up. Would your husband be up for that? Thank you so much for reaching out. So that was the exchange back and forth. I was really happy to receive that, that email. Uh, typically emails are addressed to both of us, but sometimes one spouse just wants to, to, to talk to, to one of us. Um, if, again, if you need someone to talk to, we're for sure not the only ones you can reach out to. Join us on Facebook. But if you would like to talk, we would love it. It's therapeutic for us. It really helps us to, to put things into words. Talk to your spouse as well. The, the sooner that you can break down those doors of communication and be open and honest and vulnerable about what you're feeling and thinking, the sooner that, that pain will, will start to go away. We both wish you, especially me since I'm the one here, but I know that Katie does as well. We wish you a wonderful Valentine's Day. If you're listening past the 14th, I hope it was great for you. Uh, please follow us at uh, Marriage on a Tightrope on Instagram. You can email us at marriageonatightrope at gmail.com. We will see you very soon with an episode with my better half. Thank you.